Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN, as in the uh, hockey uh, podcast network during sign up playing daily fantasy basketball is simple William it's like riding a bike which I <laughs> frankly can't do but I could play fantasy basketball uh, just pick your lineup stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition feel the sweat in quotation marks like never before every dunk steal assist means so much more with a DraftKings daily fantasy lineup baseball fans you may have missed out on season-long fantasy so now is the time to get in on all of the daily fantasy action where DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain with DraftKings payday comes every day for players so what are you waiting for Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Maybe next time. I'm your host, William, with my co-host, Simon McCormack. <laughs> Your saints be praised in its nation. <laughs> you know, it's been uh, uh, hundreds of years since the famine. <laughs> and me a potato. <laughs> We are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk all things Nets, Nation, and Simon. Do we ever have a show in store for our listeners this week before, however, we delve into the nitty and even further into the gritty? <laughs> we get a little into the nitty this week, we but mostly a, we focus. We the dabble thing. in the nitty. We go deep into the gritty. Mm-hmm. I've got... Some rapid fire cues. Oh for you. Lord, I wasn't prepared for this. I don't have my Red Bull. <laughs> so, Simon, I want you to obviously listen to my questions. Okay. Okay. Be open and receptive. Step to one. Co- step one. This is how questions work. I ask them, you answer them. But I want you to just give whatever whatever comes to mind. This is Rorschach style yeah. test. Okay. Horse. Horse. Okay. Yeah. Mother. Mother. <laughs> mother. Mother. <laughs> Horse mother. <laughs> All right. So this week in very niche basketball news, Dr. Anthony Fauci, patron saint Dr. Anthony Fauci challenged Chris Hayes to a game of one-on-one basketball. Did you hear about really? this? Really? No. 
No. Um, so, yeah, I guess he was on, I guess uh, Fauci was a guest on Chris Hayes' show. Somehow basketball came up. Chris Hayes was like, so when can I play pickup basketball indoor with other people? Because that's, like, something that I'd love to do before this. And Fauci was like, well, are you vaccinated? And Chris Hayes said, yes. <laughs> My and, God, and, I got <laughs> it in December. When <laughs> right, right. The, the shit munchers yeah. had never even heard of it. <laughs> right. I did early 2020 vaccine, yeah. <laughs> um, so so then Fauci's like, okay, well, then you and I could go play right now. And and Chris Hayes is like, oh, do you play? And he's like, yeah, I could beat you. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, he, he boy, was talking Fauci. Some, he, aye, yeah, aye, aye. Fauci was getting feisty. <laughs> so in in honor of that little one-on-one challenge, I want you to say what net or Nets-related figure you think you would most like to challenge to a one-on-one game of basketball. Okay. Nets or Nets-related, past, right. current, future uh, net? Um, I want to go one-on-one with the late, great Kenny Atkinson. Mm. I think that he would pound me into the ground and show zero mercy. Like, I think (laughs) if I were playing an actual player, like, even though they are feverishly competitive, they would, like, lose interest and not be particularly um, into it after a very short period of time. But I think (laughs) Kenny would, like... Just relish every point he got on me. Yeah, he's, I, I mean, you know, there's the size. He's not much, much bigger than you or I, probably. Um, he's definitely better, in better shape. Mm-hmm. He played college basketball, which immediately makes him better. I think he played a little pro ball overseas, too. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not going to win, but I guess, the yeah, the beating you'd get from him would be a more Genuine. engaged yeah. beating. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good, great, great answer. Uh, next one, which of the big three will play the most minutes in the playoffs? I think it's going to still be James Harden. I know that he's hurt right now, but I think when push comes to shove, that guy's going to be out there for like 43 minutes, even if he's like dragging his leg. Right. I am. Um, did you listen to the most recent low post? I don't think so. So... He had the second half, this guy, Ben Cohen, on, who's written a book about, like, whether the hot hand is a real Mm. thing or not. But they were talking about Steph Curry in, like, 2013 or 2014, like, before he they had won championships, before he was, like, a unanimous MVP or anything like that. And they were talking about just, like, a, a... middle uh, like a regular season game in Madison Square Garden where he came and and played the Knicks and had like one of his early like breakout games and they were looking back at the stats from it and they noticed that he played 48 minutes in the game <laughs> and they're just like wow yeah that used to happen like fairly regularly but it was like regular season didn't really matter and players just played the whole game sometimes. Um, and yeah, I feel like James is the one player on this team that, that vaguely harkens back to an era where it's like, yeah, if you're playing, you're playing. I mean, the medical staff is trying to destroy his once durable body, but yes. Uh, in, uh, this week's installment of scan scam. <laughs> uh, all right. Final question, Simon, since we still can't really go to live games, I mean, obviously we can and have, but like regularly go to live games. What's the best food or drink to watch a Nets game with from home? Oh, great question. For me, William, it's got to be the uh, 
grilled cheese from what is that um, diner Grand you went to? Canyon. Grand Canyon Diner. It is fantastic. You got mushrooms, onions. Uh, what kind of cheese? What kind of bread? I do it Swiss. I do it white. <laughs> Don't hate me because you ate me. <laughs> you, you really shouldn't hate me because you ain't me. There is a lot of dark side, folks. <laughs> sure, it looks glamorous <laughs> from the outside. I've got the white bread, I've got the Swiss cheese, but there's some pain behind right, those eyes, for right. sure. Ah, oh, very good, Simon. Well, <laughs> we are off to a great start here. We are gathered today to discuss awards, Simon. As the season concludes... The thing everyone wants to talk about is the as the sort of slog for final seeding comes into place is who's getting which big award. So we want to give out Nets awards for sixth man, most improved, uh, MVP, and then we're going to do our all Nets team, which will be one through five, who's the best net in each position. We've done this at least two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this year, because 98.7% of the team has never been a net before, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be different than we've ever done it and, before. And one of the players that, <clears throat> one of the very few players that is, has been a net for multiple years didn't, just played like two he, games. He played two games. <clears throat> uh, underwhelming from like a counting stats perspective, but he still leads the net differential um, <laughs> by like a mile. He's like a, a plus 24 or something Way in those two games. to do it, games. Spencer. I mean, yeah, he played like 30 minutes with KD and, and Kyrie trying to make an impression that they were still healthy. So maybe a little bit skewed. But anyway, miss you, Spencer. <laughs> Uh, he will not be on, on on my list for any of these awards this year. No, spoiler alert, mine either. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, start with the award that everyone cares the most about, the sixth man award. Mm. You, why don't you go first on this one? Because okay. my, I gotta say, I got a long answer for this one. Okay. <laughs> Buckle up. Buckle up. Folks. Um, I hope you enjoyed the ad read before this. <laughs> We got a lot of talk to go here. Um, no, I my I'll, I'll I'll be quick on this. Mine is Bruce Brown. Uh, love the guy. He's played in a lot of games. I think you see it in games like Port- the Portland game where he w- isn't playing. Like this team needs a shot of life sometimes. Alize mm-hmm. uh, Johnson and some others, you know, they're in there. They're helping, but like a consistent force of hustle is really important on this team. I think that's what he's brought. Great choice, uh, I think. Sound reasoning. Thanks. Um, and you know, I'm I'm very sympathetic to it. I did not choose him, but I would like to give one quick caveat for the person that I did choose, and okay. that is that I do not think this person should actually be the sixth man of the year. <clears throat> okay. But it is the person that I have promised week after week that I'm going to do a deep statistical dive on. Oh, great. And so I'm finally going to use this as a pretext to do it. My sixth man of the year slash stat station slash stat deep dive. Sixth man of the year, Landry Shemit. Oh, uh, all right. I can't wait for the deep dive. So, Simon, his counting numbers don't jump off the pitch. Mm. 9.5 points, 1.8 rebounds, 1.5 assists, which is essentially exactly in line with all of his career averages. His percentages, exactly the same as they've always been. Literally, like, within one percentage point of where they have been in his two other seasons in the league. So, 
He isn't doing anything special or out of the ordinary this year, which is an extremely good starting point for why he deserves Sixth Man of the Year award. But I wanted to maybe drill down into some advanced numbers to see, you know, I've got this feeling that I've talked about that maybe I kind of like Shamit now and maybe he's better than I thought he was. So I was like, I bet that'll be borne out in some advanced numbers. Mm. And I'd say, a spoiler alert, that feeling was not borne out okay. in these numbers. Well, I appreciate you being, you know, going where the data <laughs> right, takes Right, right. I am a slave <clears throat> to these uh, advanced numbers. His net rating ranks 11th amongst all current nets who have played 20 or more games this season. It's .7, which on a team that is ranked first in the East is pretty difficult to pull off. <laughs> He has a negative 2.5 box plus minus. Mm. He has a negative 0.2 VORP. And Mm. in in my favorite uh, advanced metric, RPM, Mm -hmm. he is a negative 0.17, ranking 158th in the league and 43rd among all shooting guards, two spots back from teammate Tyler Johnson, not sixth man of the year. Tyler Johnson. Wow. Um, He does even worse in PER ratings, where he comes in at number 303 out of 374 players who have registered a PER this year. Oh. Not good. So why, Simon, other than me wanting to do a statistical deep dive on why I may be liking uh, Shamit, does he deserve this award? Again, he doesn't deserve it. Why might you? My, how might you look at this Spin a little? It. You're right, uh-huh. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been red hot mm. in April. Uh, so in 14 games, he has finally begun flashing some of the upside. What his upside might be? He's averaged 14.1 points on 45 percent from the field, 41.6 from three, with a couple of boards and nearly three assists a game, which is about double his career average. Um, and that holds basically for the entire uh, – since the All-Star break. My hope, Simon, is brutal start to the season, but what we're seeing out of Shamit since the All-Star break is the true Shamit. This is the perfect role for him. He's the poor man's um, – Joe Harris. Joe Harris, uh-huh. yeah. And uh, the, you know, 3 and D guy that we need. Yeah, I the D, I you and I may see differently. I, I see him as not a good D year, um, but his three in totally. Your your stats pointed out like if April were what we got from him, right? I mean, fantastic. Do you, you think uh, Alan Crabb ever had an April like this? Uh, he might have had a month this. I don't. Good, I maybe, don't feel like I, he ever I put fourteen <laughs> games yeah, in a row. That could. That could be. That could be. If if he did, it was that's the max. Yeah. The max was a month, and he may well have not done that. I I think uh, a good way to describe Shamit's um, defense mm. is energy. Mm. He brings energy. He has a so, lot of energy. <laughs> so yeah. So you can tell he's trying really hard and yeah. he's moving a lot. Yeah. But that's also not necessarily a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like when I was watching Jabari Parker the other night mm-hmm. after hearing uh-huh. that he was right. not really good at it. You can really tell that he's making an effort to play defense, which. I think maybe the best defenders are just like, whoa, he just stopped that guy. Not, whoa, he's trying really right, hard. Right, right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah, my thing with Shamit, as I, I think I've said, is it with uh, on D is that he's just so scrawny. Yeah. And not that fast, although fine enough, but it's mostly just that, like, anyone, anyone can push him off his spot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so he kind of is, like, flailing around, and, like, anytime he does get beat a little bit, it's like, oh, God, he's off balance. That guy's going to go flying, and he, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> Um, I should, I should have the drop ready to go here, but I mean, I started this season really hating Shamit and I've come around on him and I, and I wanted to see if he had, I mean, those are fine numbers Mm -hmm. too. Like the best of him this season are fine. They're not great. Yeah. Right. I mean, yes, it's, it's the three assists is something like, that's the thing is like, I've said this before, I think, but, but, uh, but yeah, just, just with Shamit. And it would be the same with Joe Harris if he weren't so amazing at shooting. Um, but, like, uh, when he has a bad shooting night, it's like he's a cancer out there. Because he's not getting rebounds, he's not getting assists, he's not getting steals, not getting blocks. He's not doing anything except sucking at shooting. Right. Um, all right. Next award, most improved. Mm. Who is your most improved net? My most improved net is Nickety Claxton. Nickety Nick. Uh, we have this, this podcast is a love fest for that guy. Uh, he's having a bad COVID protocol time out there. I really hope he's okay. Uh, something happened in Miami. Uh, uh, we don't know. He has been out quite a while on the COVID protocol thing. Um, really hope he's okay. Truly. I, I really mean that. Um, and, but. Uh, I've loved, you know, I, I, you know, when we podcasted with, uh, with Seth, as, as he pointed out in the text, uh, months later, like I, I had thought of Nick Claxton as like, you know, he's around, but he's probably going to be in the G League or, you know, he's just not ready for prime time, especially on a team that's like trying to win a championship. But I was wrong. Um, he has been quite helpful. Uh, incredible defense. I think he's our best defender. Um, you know, really provides uh, a, a lot of what this team needs, especially on a switching to, you know, I've just loved ev- everything about that guy. Me too. I, I have him as my most improved. He's the unanimous winner on this podcast <laughs> of most improved. I think the one stat <laughs> that, that can clinch this for him, his net rating last season was negative 15.6. Mm. His net rating this season ranks first among all current Nets who have played at least 20 games with a plus 13.3. That is wow. a massive swing in a single season. This guy, hands down, very clear, most improved. Simon, let's get to the – do you want to do all Nets or MVP, Alex? Uh, Let's do all Nets first, and then we'll really yeah, yeah, save yeah, yeah, yeah. And people will be salivating for that MVP. <laughs> All right, all nets. Who's your point guard? My point guard is James Harden. Point guard is James Harden. That's unanimous. This is going to be pretty easy. I yeah. think we're going to have a lot of agreement <laughs> on this. Uh, shooting guard. Um, Kyrie Irving. Same. Small forward. Uh, uh, Joe Harris. Uh, power forward. Kevin Durant. Okay, we are we are eye to eye here. Great. <laughs> uh, I don't think you could 
make an argument for anyone else occupying any of those positions unless you had some arbitrary thing like, oh, they have to play in the majority of the games. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be a perfectly reasonable thing to say. <laughs> um, all right. Now, the center is where I think we may disagree. Okay. Who is your all nets center? My all-net center is Nick Claxton. Okay. Um, we do disagree. Yeah. I, I just think, you know, you brought up the, the plus-minus thing. I, ju- I, I just love him at center. I love him at center, too. I'm not going to say a bad word. I won't disparage you picking him. <laughs> I, however, picked a guy, and this, I think, is largely based on availability. Mm. Um and I think he deserves some some credit for it. He's been here from the beginning. I don't know if he's missed time. I don't think he has. Jeff Green. Yes, yeah. It's a very close. It's yeah. very close for me. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Green has, has been particularly hot of late. Mm. He's had some great games. I think he was leading scorer the other night. Um, and I, I gave him the edge over, over Blake lately, too. Jeff Green is the best dunker. Yes, sad, 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 sad. It is, it is. But <laughs> without he is Jared, a vicious dunker. Yes, um, he is. He's he really. Um, as we talked, as you pointed out on the, um, I think was this a live game we were watching? Whatever it was, but where you were like Blake Griffin dunking is so oh, sad, <laughs> yeah. and Jeff Green proves it's like it's not just age. No, it's really not just no, age. no, no, no. Jeff Green is an. I mean, this is his eleventh team. <laughs> Uh, this is his 42nd year in the league, and the guy can still terrify defenders. Um, Blake Griffin, oof, I love when he does it. I love the joy it clearly brings him, but also it shouldn't be bringing you that much joy. You're one of the game's greatest yeah. all-time dunkers. Yeah. Um, and he dunk, just, he doesn't got it it's anymore. a dunk graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get to the MVP. Okay, great. You go first. I think we will probably agree on this. For yeah. me, it's hands down James Harden. Same here. Um, yeah, I, I just he's played now again. The Nets training staff got a hold of him, <laughs> and his actual total number of games played is actually not as high as you might think. Right. No, it's because a, of what they've it's done. It's a career low. <laughs> right. This is a historically bad injury year for him. Um, it's business as usual for the Nets training staff. Um, but he carried us when there was no KD, when Kyrie was, uh, you know, having personal uh, time off, um, or hurt, uh, when many, many, many other, like there were times when it was like James Harden in like the third string, mm-hmm. um, and he did it. And, uh, you know, unlike Kyrie, who's done some valiant effort, he's won some games on his own. We, we watched him be uh, the, the only star on a game that they won. But mostly Kyrie can't do it. James Harden really can. Um, and he totally morphed his game from like, okay, I'm going to be the distributor who gets like 16 points a game when it was three of them playing, three stars playing, to like, okay, back to, you know, old school Harden getting to the line 11 times and uh, providing every inch of, of offensive 
spark that this team has. Yeah, I mean, before James Harden arrived, we were talking about a 500-ish team <laughs> with two chronically absent superstars. <laughs> now we're talking about the best team in the East with three chronically absent superstars. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the latter, and I'll give James Harden credit for it. Totally. Right. He's gotten in on the action, <laughs> unfortunately, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, plus, you know, like, he's sixth in RPM. He's 12th in PER. He's he's a, he's a monster. He's great. He's a great player. And, and I think he deserves regular season MVP. That said, I think if the Nets somehow mm. win a championship, which I think, you know, increasingly – Unlikely with with the, how the injuries are playing out with Old Harden, um, I think it'll be because of Durant. We're gonna need Durant to be the MVP if this team's going all the way. All right, amazing, great. We got some good ball. I mean, I'll say this: um, we've never had an all Nets team, right? Mm-hmm. That. Arguably could have three players that actually make the all-NBA team. We've never done this podcast where one, one. of the players had a chance right. of being all-NBA. Exactly. And I we're definitely going to have at least two, I would think. Ah, the guards are so deep. Oh. Um, and I don't think KD has played enough to get a forward spot. I'm not hearing him come up at all in the talk about oh, forwards. Gee. I am hearing both Kyrie and Harden uh, buzz in that, but if Harden doesn't get back, I think he may somehow miss it, and Kyrie may be the only All NBA guy, which that, seems totally unjust to me. But I agree. I I think they both should. I mean, Kyrie is having an amazing. He year. is. Um, he's stumbled a bit uh, of of late, like in terms of percentages, but his numbers are just fantastic. Like, oh yeah. He, he's really close to a fifty forty ninety season. He I think is still shooting fifty percent and definitely over ninety. Um, just but his not been good from three um lately but but yeah i mean incredible um so i i i to me i you know i don't know no i mean i it's gonna be a scandal if somehow the nets are the best team in the east and they don't have a single all nba player when they have definitely three guys who are top 15 in the league i i i totally agree but i mean i i will say like (laughs) <laughs> to your point about guards, like watching Damian Lillard, who I feel like is not even like top tier MVP. Yeah. Guy is, I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. Like it was unbelievable watching him shoot from like half court and being like, fuck, that's going in. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it would, it was going in. Like you, you can't really guard that. Uh, the reason I didn't <laughs> watch the Blazers game is because a guy I'm playing in fantasy has Damian Lillard. Oh my God. And he, I couldn't, I, I knew, us. I know, and I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't take what that would have done. You know me. what the saddest, I think the saddest thing you would have seen probably this season was poor DeAndre Jordan switching onto him. Yeah, he played and he switched onto him. God bless him. And Dame, you know, yeah, scored over. I mean, he's, he scored over more than just him, but it was especially humiliating. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I was thinking that DJ was getting taken out of the rotation. He he had been, I think it's a function of like, um, uh, Cantor. Yeah. Um, and also Blake was com- the second day of a uh, second game of a back to back, and Blake was <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah. he he showed it. He did not did not have fresh legs last night. 
Oh, Blake. <laughs> um, all right, Simon. Let's transition to this week's theme. Mm. So why don't you explain what this theme is all about? Okay. Well, I will just posit to you, William, in full honesty here. I am not totally sure what my own theme really means. You can go <laughs> in a lot of different directions. But basically, my thought is like the the Barclays Center seems determined to be a playground of the elites. Um, they have institute like they've created a bunch of new like sort of like luxury sitting spaces. I don't know if they're really boxes. They're like living rooms. Yeah. They've like con- they've like constructed these like I don't know, dozen or so living room spaces. Um they are building a new for next year a new like courtside fancy restaurant that looks like it's a totally like self-contained restaurant. <laughs> Major food group is opening a lounge at Barclays for fans with courtside seats. Right. Called Crown Club, an ornate courtside club at Barclays Center. <laughs> There's also, Simon, for those in the ornate courtside <laughs> club. A pantry area mm. where premium ticket holders can reportedly stock up on snacks like candy and popcorn. Yummity yummy yum. <laughs> Just to sort of feel like right. you're a, a schlub. Right. And um, some sort of noxious chemical to throw on the poor people <laughs> not sitting in the ornate courtside club. Right. You, you might, yeah, they, you have to pay a little extra for the poisoning of other fans, but, <laughs> but it's worth um, it. Instead of my um, popcorn snack, could you actually get a security guard to go punch that poor person <laughs> in the mezzanine's face? Right. And that poor person is still paying like $50 a seat, right. but it's so nothing like just, what I'm paying. Right. They're going into massive debt to afford the $14 Coors Light that right. they're being sold. Right. Exactly. So anyway, yeah, the theme <laughs> is how can we make Barclays more out of touch, more inaccessible, right. more geared towards rich assholes, and increasingly hostile to real working people? Simon. Exactly. I've come up with two 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 ideas for uh, this. Okay, go go. I only have one, so you okay. should. Okay. I'll go start first. us off. My first one is Simon, the security theater as you enter the stadium. <laughs> Isn't enough. Uh-huh. Right? Okay, sure. Well, I think we've all thought how, that. How, <laughs> how are the people in the ornate courtside club supposed to relax uh, <laughs> knowing that there are, you know, weaponized criminals mm. running about mm-hmm. on the second floor in the mm-hmm. mezzanine? So in addition to the initial security check, which... Again, is coordinated in such a way as to create massive lines, even when ten yes. percent capacity yeah. is allowed in. Yes, we were just there, and there were huge lines with pe- staffed by people who had no idea what they were looking at. There, one told us that when we showed the um, the app that said we'd been vaccinated for over two weeks, they said it expired after two weeks. Mm-hmm. Which I mean. We don't have Fauci on this program, but I, I suspect he would say that that is an inaccurate interpretation of what a, a vaccine does. Anyway, 
So in addition to the initial security check on the ground floor, everyone had, who heads to the upper deck has to go through a second excruciatingly invasive search. Oh, yeah. N- neither search, though, Simon, will actually increase anyone's safety. Mm. But people in the private lounges will at least get to experience the schadenfreude of knowing that the normies who go to the top had to endure some truly harrowing all in all invasive searching excellent okay excellent what what's your what's your uh what's your innovation my, here my idea is for a second courtside restaurant okay <laughs> you can have one but why right. not have is two? this is this one ornate or no it is <laughs> or no. extremely ornate <laughs> okay. or yes and it is soundproof, so you don't have to worry about the basketball game going on outside that you've paid hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars to attend. Right. Um, I think that's critical. And the menu items are full of um, consumer choice um, delights. So, so you're sustainably raised. Sure. You've got um, line caught. And, um, you know, all, all, all of those, all of those buzzwords, in addition to Line which, caught? like, uh, like fish, oh, okay. because so you're not, not getting in a net. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I want to know that it was viciously hooked in the mouth and violently brought to its end, not <laughs> trapped in a relatively gentle net. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I imagine they both they suffer in each. I mean, they have no yeah, brain. So. I don't have um right. Well, the more we learn about fish, William, you're, right, more, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Deeply complex creatures. And but yeah, I don't think having a brain, you know, no, makes you the, worthy the, of our. The brain uh, our is love. the source of quite a lot of iniquity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it really is yeah, kind of no. the more no. brain, the more you kind of got. I know the more the more the more I. I hear about your evolving views on on humanity versus the rest of the animal kingdom. The more I, the more uh, uh, misanthropic I think you're becoming. Yes, that is completely correct. I'm becoming a Hillary bipeds are the worst peds kind of um, right. kind of person. Anyway, um, perfect for the lounge that I've created. Right. Um, where, <laughs> yes, where you can. Um, the, the 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 diners will be given a chance to uh, do well by um, <laughs> by uh, doing good, and um, uh, you know a lot of charitable options will will be provided to the people who um, have chosen to seclude themselves from the humanity there. So so desperate to help right uh and uh yes there there that that's pretty much it it's just a, right. a, a restaurant that has those things okay okay so another douchey restaurant for rich people mm-hmm. um to right glorify their own um success uh all right my my next one simon is again more on the punitive Punitive to <laughs> the non-elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as you are well aware, commercial real estate is collapsing. Yes, in New York City and elsewhere. 
but there's a savior in town, Simon, and that's called the tech industry. Oh, good. Okay, they're I'm taking, so glad to hear yeah, it. Yeah, they're taking over all those buildings throughout um, throughout Manhattan that used to be filled with the worthless humans that worked in the analog world. Mm-hmm. Um, and in and in addition to the gargantuan salaries that they no doubt get, I think personally, they should get more benefits. Yes. So now any employee of one of our tech overlords, so this includes anyone who works at Apple, Google, Amazon, or Facebook, can use the key fob that they get to get into the building, you know? So they can use the key fob at uh, to get into their office to gain immediate admission to Barclays Center, right? That counts as a ticket if, if you can prove that you're a, a Google Googler uh-huh, or a uh-huh. Facebooker. Right. And then... They can go into the stadium and select any seat belonging to a non-key fob holder mm-hmm. and tell that person to immediately vacate the seat oh, and the yeah. stadium oh, yeah. and sit in that seat. Great. And I just feel <laughs> that because Barclays does seem hell-bent on transforming that place into something that is exclusively for the scum-of-the-earth rich... Uh, this will go a long way towards achieving that goal. I agree. I would only posit that maybe the person who's getting kicked out of their seat should also be like electroshocked or burned or something bad should happen in addition to losing their seat. Right. Maybe maybe, um, they could have some sort of like cyber identity theft happen to them. uh, And then they would have to actually go to these companies to try to Mm -hmm. beg for them to help them out of whatever predicament that they put in. And they, yes, they're, they're fed into an algorithm or someone who's <laughs> in, like, a developing country that has no idea what's going on and has no, like, capacity to help them with their fairly complex problem. <laughs> uh, they've just been fed into this, like, system of, like... Press one if you need help. Well, okay, I don't know. Why is there not an option for the guy with the key fob got to (laughs) take my seat, take my digital identity, and send me to this absolutely useless help center? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fabulous. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to be a lot of fun going to Barclays. So... A weird theme that we came up with this week yeah, that you yeah. came up with, but I think one that you that we can be proud of. I agree. Um, it comes <laughs> from, and I think I think this. That hopefully, it resonates with people who remember what it was like to go to Barclays Center. There's nothing about the experience um, that says we want you to be here. Mm-hmm. It isn't int- like getting in. The security is heinous. The lines are way longer than necessary. Once you're inside, it has the most expensive concessions of any stadium in New York. Yes. Like, it's worse than a fucking Yankees game. Yeah. Uh, A much more popular team. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's just, you know, there's just nothing that they do to compel people to go to the game. And nobody goes, I mean, nobody goes to the game to begin with, no. and anyone who goes to a game isn't going to want to go to another game. No, it's it's an incredibly predatory. You can feel the 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 aura there is like, okay, you're in. How else can we fuck you? Right. It's like you're the you're a sucker, <laughs> and now we're going to make like right. like rub it in your face how right. big of a sucker you are. Right. Uh, which is just absolutely no way to like 
organically develop an actual fan base. And they need that. Like, the Knicks are a vastly inferior team this mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. And there is a million times more enthusiasm so for much what's buzz. happening. So, so much, much buzz. buzz. Yeah. So, anyway, I guess maybe a final, final plea here. We've done it many times. Just if anyone who's listening has any influence on in-game experience, offer some cheap tickets. Have some concessions that are affordable. Give Offer a beer that isn't $13. Right. Or, or like, a few nights. A few where nights. Right. A night happen. a week. A yeah. night a week. Thirsty Thursday. Right. Go Staten yeah, Island yeah. Yankee style. Right. Thirsty Thursday. Do a $5 beer. You're, you know, Joe Psy isn't going to go broke no. if you have a $5 beer. But guess what might happen? Some people who don't usually go to Nets games might show up. You might have some actual enthusiasm for the home team and not for, you know, whatever transplants live here and are rooting for their team who's visiting. Right, right. Or confused foreign tourists. Or almost inevitably, yes, <laughs> class trips from España. Um, all right. Great theme. Thank you, Simon. Nets, we should say, Nets are in first. Yes. It's big news. Mm-hmm. We need to stay in first, clearly, um, as we've talked about in previous podcasts. But we have two really big games coming up. Back-to-back games against your Milwaukee Bucks. Would you, for our listeners, let us know what you think we need to be thinking about as we approach this two-game head-to-head matchup. Pray. Pray, folks, because (laughs) we not only play them twice, then we go on to play Denver, no picnic, um, or maybe we play the Mavs, then Denver. But we play four quite difficult games Mm -hmm. um, coming up here. And uh, so, and then once we get past that, it's a little bit nicer. Spurs will be tough. They're fighting. They're fighting. But then it's like the Bulls twice with uh, um, Vucevic, uh, who kills us. But like it, yeah. it's like way the easier after these, yeah. after the, the, the four games. And, uh, you know, Philly is, is, is certainly nipping at our heels um, very much. I think we're only ahead by a half a game. I think half, yeah, because they won yesterday. Right. Yeah, so it's those four terrible teams and Bulls, Spurs, Bulls, Cavs. Right. So four toughies, four, you know, you kind of hope easy ones. And <laughs> these are quite important. <laughs> quite important games, yes. we talk, I mean, and, and, and let me ask you something, William. I... Yeah. <laughs> Who would you rather play? Do you have a preference between the Celtics or the Heat? Not great options in the first round, but would you? Who would you prefer? Celtics. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they they have a couple good players, <laughs> Tatum, Brown, good two way players, but they have been consistently a disaster all season and. <clears throat> I just don't see that somehow changing. Now, they've been better than the Heat, but the Heat also weren't terrific last season. But 
once the playoffs came around, Jimmy Butler is a menace to play in the playoffs. And if they can get Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero to begin hitting some shots again, that is not a team I want to face. Especially and they're yeah. and they're just extremely well coached. Now I know Brad Stevens is beloved, but like Spolstra is yeah, as level. a proven yeah. genius coach in the playoffs. So I'd be much more afraid of the of the Heat. What about you? Um, I I agree. I I agree with you overall. The one thing that makes me nervous about the Celtics is that they have three players that can basically guard our three players. Yeah. Um, in Smart and Tatum and Brown, um, and we have you know no good defense. No. <laughs> to to stop any of their players, but um, we got Mike James. We do have Mike. Oh, James. speaking of Mike James, do you yeah. mind if we talk about? Sure, of course. Love to talk, Mike. Um. There were a couple headlines mm, this yeah. week that was like explode Brian Lewis explosive <laughs> yeah. uh, comments by you know Terry Caucus or whoever it was the right. Greek coach. <laughs> Sorry for not knowing his name. Uh, you know, like that slams Mike Scott. I I read the read the quotes. Did you find them explosive? Well, they seem very cryptic. I didn't exactly like, explosive. Right. Like, yeah, if you if you, if you have to read between the lines, it's not really that explosive. Yeah. So yeah, I just it, I was I was a bit surprised that it. I mean, I guess it's a headline. He probably didn't write the headline. Yeah, it's it's yes, it's it's weird. Um, it is weird. Hopefully, Mike James understands that it's a different game and <laughs> yeah, the again. NBA than. Yeah, you whatever. can't hot dog it or whatever he was doing. It's also so unclear what he was doing. Exactly, that's the thing. I, I don't <laughs> understand what he was so like. Why he was so hated? What we're supposed to be yeah. scared that he's going to do here? There's nothing. There was nothing evident to me that was like, oh my god, what a monstrous human being. And I've said this before, but like, sure, Mike Scott can get away with that when he's an MVP candidate in the Greek League, uh-huh. but when he has Kevin Durant <laughs> on his team and right. James Harden, right. they're like, Mike, <laughs> buddy, <laughs> we get to be the fucking outsized egos here, okay? <laughs> you can compete with Alizé Johnson in the Be Ready squad. <laughs> but By the way, Alizé is going to beat you every time. I yeah, love oh, that guy. I love Alizé Johnson, too. He is... I wish we had thought of an award. What, yeah. what award could we give to Alizé? I, I don't know. Uh, latest, like, good Sean Marks contract that is totally in our control, and if Alizé pans out, will be great to have for, like, two or three years. Yeah. Um, Alizé, uh, Alizé, I mean, 20 rebounds. Yeah, un- unbelievable. For a guy who, whatever they list him as, take three inches off of that. <laughs> He yeah. is he is routinely yeah. the shortest guy right. on the court. He's, he like a few years ago would have be like a two guard. Yeah, oh yeah, big time, <laughs> big time. But Alize is fantastic. Mike James has shown some real flashes. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, I mean he's as good as Chioza. Yeah, exactly. I would yeah. I would describe him as exactly yeah. <laughs> as good as Chioza. That is a great. That is a great description. Yeah, uh, which is yeah perfectly fine. So anyway. Listeners, hit us up on maybe next time at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. We are also now a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. So check that out for other NBA 
content. Simon, if you were a listener mm-hmm. and you were on the fence about maybe submitting a mailbag question to us or trying to get in touch in some way, what would what would you want to hear from you mm-hmm. <laughs> to push you over the edge to get in touch with us? I thank you for that question. <laughs> I would say I totally understand your trepidation. <laughs> you only have so much time in a day and on this earth. Uh, and, you know, it's just two dudes talking, talking Nets b-ball talking here. Talking Nets hoops, baby. <laughs> talking but, LSA. So, first of all... I hear you, okay? But here's the thing. It's a it's those few moments that you take. It doesn't have to take very long at all. Um, and we promise to read your, your words, mm-hmm. and we promise to take them seriously, and we promise to do everything we can to fulfill whatever wishes are in, in those words, okay? And yeah. I mean anything to fulfill anything. those wishes. <laughs> Send us your wishes <laughs> um, to maybe next time at gmail.com or send your wishes to uh, at maybe next time on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Also, slam that five star, five star. Yes. Please do that. Please. It, please. I don't. I mean, we gotta I know you're those, busy, we but gotta you got to juice those stats. Yeah. Juice them up. Um, all right. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening we cannot wait for the playoffs. We've been, you know, we've had our doubts. We've had our highs. We've had our lows all season. But I think we have a real effing chance. This team hasn't been even close to whole mm. at all this season. And we're first in the fucking East. It's amazing. Uh, so it's going to be very exciting. I mean, what it probably is going to be is heartbreaking. Yeah. But. That's how sports goes. Right. But. It's going to be very exciting. We can't wait to go through it with you all. So thanks for being here. We'll talk with you next week. And Simon, I guess we'll go ahead and see ya next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay sleeping I read the paper in bed and in the personal columns there was this letter I read